See, some people say, no, nah, you shouldn't be a dreamer. No, no, no. You should be a dreamer. You should have vision in your life. Hi, welcome to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today in the backyard, we're talking about the story of Joseph, which is a story about visions and dreams and the blessing of the Lord. Pastor Scott is joined with wife Marilyn and daughter Casey. Well, the Bible says in Proverbs, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Praise God. We as believers in Christ have been called to inherit the blessing of the Lord. Say that with me. I've been called to inherit the blessing. Amen. The Hebrew word for blessing or blessed or bless is barak, barak, which means favor, grace, and beneficial power. See, a lot of people don't realize God wants to benefit the righteous, benefit his children, his believers. And uh, great benefits come to us as we seek the Lord. Praise God. He wants to give us an abundant and effective life upon ourselves and others. Remember, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it to the fullest extent. That's why Christ came, to give us spiritual life. Praise God. So God wants to favor our lives. The psalmist said, he daily loads me with benefits. Ooh, I love that one. He daily loads me with benefits. If God is for us, who can be against us? No one. Amen? Praise God. God blesses us with power for success, prosperity, abundance of life, strength, healing, and longevity of life. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Psalm 91. The blessing of God really began with Noah. Did you know that? The Bible says Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Amen? And him and his family were rescued uh, from the flood that came. Uh, the earth, a whole flood that covered the earth. And um, God favored Noah. Then we see this blessing coming upon Abraham, as I said, who stands high in the scriptures uh, as the father of our faith. Let's look at Genesis 12, 1 and 2. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. You and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We said last week that Abraham becomes the the father of three great religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And they all claim him as as their father. And the Bible says he would be the father of many nations. But these are unconditional promises. God said, I will do this for you, Abraham. I will bless you. Make your name great, and uh, it, you will inherit the land that I give you. And so the only condition was that he believed. And the Bible says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Praise God. And we do the same. As we have believed God, we believe with our heart, confess with our mouth, uh, the Lord Jesus. And uh, righteousness is in the heart, and confession is of the mouth. Salvation. Praise God. Really, the blessing of the Lord is about acquisition. Say, Pastor Scott, what does that mean, Acquisition. What does that mean to acquire? Anybody? Anybody? To gain things, right? And really in the kingdom of God, we are to gain things. Not lose things, gain. We lose our life, but we take up his life and we gain the blessings of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We are to acquire more and more as we possess the land and claim our victory. And you've got to stand for that victory, guys. Having done all to stand, stand. And don't be moved. 
Don't be intimidated by the enemy of the world, the flesh, the devil. But uh, having done all to stand, stand and uh, claim that victory that you have in Christ. We are to possess the kingdom. I love that. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That means if you want things from God, you're going to have to press into them. If you just sit there and go, it'll just happen. No, it won't. You're going to have to make an effort, right? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you, right? Praise God. But it's a wonderful thing to draw near to God. Amen. And it gives you strength and vitality and health and blessing. So there's not a greater thing in life than to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Praise God. God told Abraham to walk in the land and claim that land would be his inheritance. Look at Genesis 13, 14 and through 17. Yeah. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward. For all the land which I see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Amen, for I give it to you. Praise God, hallelujah. I remember years ago, I was teaching uh, science, math, at Gar High School in Cerritos, California. And I had my little cart, because I didn't have a classroom then. I had to go from classroom to classroom. And uh, as I was walking across the campus, the Lord said, every place the sole of your feet will tread, I've given to you. And I knew the Lord was making a promise to me. Rise up and take the land and take the seat of authority that you have in Christ and possess your possessions. Hallelujah. We are to possess our possessions. Now today I want to center on the blessing that came to Joseph. Have you guys ever read the story of Joseph? (laughs) The coat of many colors. I think you all know about it. Uh, it's interesting, I, uh, I got an apron of many colors. <laughs> I wanted something like Joseph, and so you bought me an apron, right? Um, and I'm not the greatest chef, but it's fun to wear those, that apron of many colors. As I mentioned before, Joseph is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Uh, in- interesting personality. Uh, Joseph was a dreamer and a visionary. Did you get that? See, some people say, no, nah, he shouldn't be a dreamer. No, no, no. You should be a dreamer. You should have vision in your life. Uh, he was one ahead of his time. And um, he, he saved the nation. He dreamed big dreams, and we as God's people should dream big and expansive dreams. Amen? I mean, when you stop dreaming, you're in trouble, right? The Bible says without vision, the people perish. And uh, vision is really hope. And hope exceeds us, beyond, goes beyond us, ahead of us. And... Uh, causes us to move in the right direction in our lives. Faith, hope, and love, they all work together, right? (laughs) But the greatest of these is love. You know, America was birthed by vision and dreams. Remember when the pilgrims came over? Yeah, okay. And um, it, it is a place of freedom of religion, freedom of press, and freedom of speech. Don't forget that, right? In the New York Harbor, there is the Statue of Liberty given to us by France, um, and it declares liberty throughout the world. It's a light that shines in the darkness. Praise God. America was a land, or still is a land, to make your dreams come true. Now, we've been through a hard time in America and around the world with this pandemic, but we're going to come out of this. And there are good things on the horizon coming to God's people and the people of the earth. And God's going to pour out his spirit in a mighty way. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's going to do it again. God's going to pour it out again. 
Now let's pick up the story of Joseph in Genesis 37, 3 through 5. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made a, a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Stop for a moment. Okay. Um, you know, you're not supposed to favor any of your children, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the, you should treat all your children and love them equally. But in this case, um, Jacob favored Joseph because he had him in his old age. And um, it caused jealousy and envy to arise in the brothers. How many brothers did he have, Joseph? Come on, 11. There were 12 of them, 12 tribes of Israel, right? (laughs) And Joseph was the youngest. Many times God moves on the youngest in a family. I don't know why that is. Moses was the youngest, you know? Um, And God used him powerfully. So here's Joseph. And um, he's being favored by his father. And he wore, as I mentioned, he wore the coat of many colors, which his father gave him. That even made his brothers even more angry, (laughs) right? He's favoring our younger kid, our 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 younger brother. And now he's giving him a coat of many colors, right? You know, I believe that the coat of many colors is a type of the rainbow. Rainbow. It's God's promise. They would never destroy the earth again by flood. And uh, whenever I see a rainbow, it's just a beautiful thing that God has put out in the sky. Well, the coat represented the rainbow and the place of divine blessing and promise. That's why he wore that coat, right? Now, some people say that uh, Joseph might have been a little arrogant. I don't know if he was arrogant. I think he was just a little, like, stupid. <laughs> I mean, he probably shouldn't have been saying all these things. He was ignorant, you know I mean? But he, I think... He had the right, I know he had the right heart. Um, but remember, his brothers were infuriated with him. They really hated him. I mean, really, you know, hate can lead to terrible things, guys. But love is the way to go, guys. <laughs> to love one another as Christ has loved us. Amen. So Joseph has two dreams, right? Have you ever had a dream? <laughs> Some people say, well, can dreams come from God? Absolutely. Do all dreams come from God? No. Some come from the, en- the evil one, the enemy. And uh, probably you've all had some kind of bad dreams. But hopefully you've had a spiritual dream and God has spoken to you through a dream, right? And so here we see Joseph with his two dreams. He infuriated his brothers. The first dream was this. He said to his brothers, we were tying bundles of grain and my bundle lifted up and you all 11 of you bowed down to me. <laughs> Do you think they like that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no wonder they didn't like it because it meant he would rule over them. You see? But we're called to rule and reign in this life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that's a type of Joseph, the blessing of Joseph. The next dream Joseph had was it showed the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down again unto him. Who's the sun? Anybody? Jacob. Who's the moon? His mother. And and of course, the stars are the 11 brothers. So once again, they're bowing down to him. Of course, this is prophetic because it will be fulfilled much time later. But uh, interesting. So... um, that we, we are called, all of us, uh, we're all called to rule and reign in this life in Jesus Christ. And that's important that we get that in our hearts because sometimes we think as Christians we're supposed to, you know, kind of lag behind. But yet we're called to rule and reign in this life, right? To walk in victory and power, blessing. 
Let's look at Romans 5.17. For if by the one man's offense death reigned. Who was that? Whose man's uh, offense? Adam. Adam, Adam and the, Eve. Through the one, much more than who received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will, re, will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Amen. So last week we were preaching on righteousness and the fact that we've been given the gift of righteousness, and that we have right standing before God, and we've been made righteous in Christ in the new nature. Amen. And we're to rule and reign in this life as kings and queens. <laughs> How's that? Now, as I mentioned, not all dreams come from the Lord. Sometimes you just had too much pizza the night before. <laughs> uh, but I've had many dreams that came to me about the future, and also a revelation of what was happening in my life and the people around me. Isn't that interesting? Maybe you've had some dreams like that. When God pours out his spirit once again, the Bible says old men shall dream dreams and young men and young women shall see visions. Praise God. This is Joel's prophecy. So due to jealousy and envy, Joseph's brothers wanted to kill him. Now that's pretty severe, right? I mean, they're going to kill your own brother, but that's what they wanted to do. So they decided they'd come out and meet him out in the field and, and just kill him outright. But uh, Reuben came to Joseph's defense. And he said, you know what, guys? Let's, let's not just kill him out in the open. Let's, let's throw him in this pit, this cistern, and he'll just die in there, right? Mm -hmm. And the brothers agreed to that, and they threw him down in the pit. Um, but you know what? Reuben had an idea in his heart. He was going to come back and rescue uh, Joseph. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But he never got a chance to do it. So here he is in the pit to die, right? And, um, you know, it's interesting. Jesus has rescued us from our plight and our sin by taking us out of the pit into the heavenly places. Amen? Praise God. We were all in a pit, and then God re rescued us. He opened the bird and uh, the cage, and the bird was set free. And the captives were set free in Christ. We've been set free in Jesus Christ. So what it so happened that the Midianites came along and saw, a band of Midianites saw Joseph in the pit. And they decided, you know what we're going to do with this fellow? We're going to sell him into slavery. Yeah, we'll make some money off him. You know, a lot of people want to profit off things. And um, so he was sold to Potiphar, who's an officer of Pharaoh in Egypt. You know, sometimes life doesn't go the way we think. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> it has a lot of bends and turns. And uh, sometimes we think we got it all figured out. Life doesn't always go that way. Um, but know this, God has a plan and future for us. Amen? Je uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Praise God. There's Just, yeah, I was going to say like <laughs> Amen. Oh, or pillow, pillow. There's a good anointing here today. I can feel it. The Holy Spirit is moving. Praise God. And God is speaking. Hallelujah. Now we read concerning Joseph in Genesis 39, 1 through 4. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. Stop for a minute. Hey, uh, who went down to Egypt? Jesus did. Oh, yeah. I've drawn you out of Egypt <laughs> and brought you back. Remember, uh, Herod was killing all the babies two years and younger, mm -hmm. boys, and... Um, and the Lord warned Joseph in a dream, you've got to go. And when God tells you to go, go. <laughs> yeah, his father, Joseph. And they took, Mary and Joseph took 
uh, Jesus down to Egypt. And he was rescued and protected from the hand of Herod. All right, go ahead. Um, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Amen. Say that with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord is prospering me. The Lord is giving me great success in my life. Praise God. Because of his hand. All right. Now, God wants to favor our lives and give us success and victory in every endeavor of life. I've preached that for so many years. And yeah, sometimes it's hard to gain the victory. Sometimes it doesn't come immediately. But God has called us to live the victorious Christian life. And we're to tread on the land and possess it. Amen. In Jesus' name. You see, when Joseph uh, went to the house of Potiphar, the Lord's hand of blessing was still on him, even though he'd been in the pit and sold into slavery. And now God begins to prosper him and give him success in Potiphar's house. Isn't that amazing? And uh, Potiphar recognized that. See, people can recognize the authority that we have in Christ and the blessing, you know. When, when you see a person that's being blessed of God, you know it. You recognize it. You know it's obvious. Yeah. People know it. And so um, he granted him authority over all his property, everything. Basically, he didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. He let Joseph take it all over. Yeah. You know, and here he was uh, in the prison. Not yet, sorry. <laughs> no, he's at Potiphar's house, excuse me. We've been granted authority in Christ to be master over all things. Now, a lot of people don't get that because they don't understand dominion in Christ. You know, God created Adam and Eve, and what did he say in Genesis 1.28? I've given you dominion over all the earth. That authority that was given to Adam was stolen by the devil in the garden, the serpent who tricked them, who tricked Eve and deceived her, and they both willingly disobeyed God, and they lost that authority. But that authority has been returned to us today in Jesus Christ. It's been regained, amen? And we have greater authority than Adam, because Adam was born of the what? The dust. Yeah. But we have been born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen. Now, it's interesting. Joseph, the Bible says Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So this guy was good looking. <laughs> and um, well, you know, when you're a good looking person, some people find interest in that, right? And Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with Joseph, have sexual relations. And um, Joseph was a godly man, a good man. And he refused. And she kept over and over again pleading, come on, come, lie with me. And um, in one occasion, he went into the, he was in the room there and uh, she tried to uh, force him to be together and uh, he fled the room. <laughs> Sometimes you got to flee from temptation, right? The only problem is she got a hold of his, his garments and ripped them off. And as he left the room and fled, uh, she claimed that he was trying to rape her. And so Potiphar, who didn't really want to do this, was forced to put Joseph in where? Prison. So he's gone for the pit. Now he's going to prison. <laughs> you say, wow, that doesn't sound very blessed to me. Mm -hmm. But even in all of these hardships, the blessing of the Lord was upon Joseph. Praise God. He was cast into prison as an innocent man. There was another man that was convicted, an innocent man. Who's that? Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. He was convicted in a mock trial. Uh, 
that was unfair, unjust, and uh, Jesus was sinless and pure and holy. Yet he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. He took our place. Hallelujah. All right, let's read Genesis 39, 21 through 23. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. <laughs> so now he's in prison, and he's, he's uh, got authority there, right? Um, you know, I always kind of wondered, though, what Joseph was thinking throughout all this. Uh, you know, because he'd had these dreams, and he had the coat of many colors, uh, and then he ends up in some pretty difficult situations. And, you know, the Bible says we go through the water, we go through the fire, but we won't drown and we won't be burned. And um, many are the tribulations or the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. Praise God. David was a man who saw many afflictions, and yet God delivered him. Praise God. So here we see Joseph going to be delivered once again. Um, he found himself in prison with a butler and a baker. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. And um, they were cast into prison because Pharaoh was upset with them, right? Basically fired him and threw him into prison. And uh, they did not know their destiny. But they dreamed a dream. Each one had a dream. And they didn't understand what the dream meant. And uh, Joseph was able to interpret the dreams. See, God has given us the interpretation of tongues, <laughs> uh, the interpretation of dreams. And Joseph knew exactly what these dreams were. He said, one of you will die in three days, and the other one you'll be restored to Pharaoh's court. Well, the baker died three days later. Pharaoh had him executed. The butler was restored back to Pharaoh's court. However, what did the butler fail to do? He forgot about Joseph, you know. Um, I won't forget you. <laughs> I love this, this scripture. The Lord says, I'll not forget you because you are inscribed in the palms of my hands. Everybody look at your palms. Yes, you're inscribed in the palms of God's hands. Let's read Isaiah 49, 15 and 16. 15, 15 and 16. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I've inscribed you on the palm of my hands. I love that. I've inscribed you on the palms of my hands. your walls are continually before me. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So then Pharaoh had a dream. <laughs> a lot of dreaming going on here. <laughs> here he is, the, the king of Egypt. And uh, Pharaoh has this dream. And, um, you know, the reputation of Joseph was beginning to gain strength. And all of a sudden, the butler remembered when Pharaoh said, I had this dream. It's really troubling me. I want to know what this means. And uh, the butler goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. By the way, <laughs> I was in prison with this guy named Joseph, and he interpreted my dream. And uh, he was accurate with it. And I got restored back, and he told me I would. And so uh, Joseph dreamed dreams, but he also was ability to interpret dreams. Amen? So the, the dream of Pharaoh was there would be seven years of plenty. 
And then on the heels of the seven years of plenty would come seven years of famine. And uh, Joseph interpreted this dream for Pharaoh. And so really Joseph now begins to rise to power and authority and privilege because Pharaoh promotes him because he finally figured out the dream. And sure enough, after seven years of plenty, famine came to Egypt, right? And this is where Joseph spares his brothers and his parents and saves them by becoming the highest ruler in Egypt under Pharaoh. Wow. From the pit, come on, to the prison, to the palace. All right. Let's read Genesis 41, 40 to 30, oh, 43. Um, 40. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the, all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Stop. So that, that's, that's the position we have in Jesus Christ. And we've been given the same kind of authority and recognition and blessing. Amen? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. And he had him ride on the second chariot, which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Praise God. And here the story kind of finishes. Um, The brothers come. They don't know he's Joseph. And uh, they bow down to him, just like he dreamed would happen. And uh, Joseph played with him a little bit and didn't really reveal his identity. But then he went over into the corner and he began to cry. And he said, I can't, I, I, I love my family. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to reveal myself, who I am and what I've done. And he spared their lives and restored them and saved them. Amen. So Joseph really becomes a type of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the restorer of the breach, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the repair of that branch that was broken, that place that was broken between man and God. And he restored it back. Praise the Lord. Joseph's dreams came to fruition. If God gives you a dream, it'll come to fruition. Amen? He may not be where you think it'll be or uh, what you think it might be exactly, but it'll come to pass, right? And we just have to keep trusting God and being faithful to him and believe those dreams are from him. We are in the palace of God, seated in heavenly places. (laughs) Just like Joseph was in the palace of Egypt, we are seated in the palace of the heavenly places of heaven itself. Hey guys, keep dreaming and believing. All things are possible to those who believe and nothing is impossible with God. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. We thank you for this wonderful story of Joseph and uh, what a marvel, marvelous thing happened in his life and you promoted him to a great place. Lord, I just pray now for those that don't know Christ. You're out there somewhere in the world. You're viewing and watching this broadcast and you need Christ. You're without hope. You need to come to Christ today. Today is the day of salvation. Pray this prayer if that's you and you know that you don't have Christ in your life. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent from my sins and I turn to you and I receive the forgiveness that's found in your blood. Lord, be my friend, be my savior, be my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And for those of you that are believers and you've slipped away, you're backslidden, you're not walking with God, you're not even going to church anymore, uh, you need to get back into fellowship with God 
and the people of God. And uh, just pray this prayer if that's you. Lord Jesus, I want to get close again. I want to come close to you. I want to walk with you. I want to be used of you. I want to use my gifts for the kingdom of God. I ask now, Lord, to you draw near to me as I draw near to you. In your wonderful name I pray. Amen. Hey, guys. The world's at your doorstep. <laughs> Seize the day and walk in faith, power, and dominion. Amen? And we'll see you this week for our mini broadcast. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. You can find us at lnlighthouse.org. We go live every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at LN Lighthouse. Pastor Scott releases his midweek pick-me-up message, so you'll want to follow us and like us to hear those. Blessings. Thank you for joining us again on Light Words, and see you next time.